My name is Sarvi. Six years ago, I was introduced to the concept of a hummingbird person. This forever has changed how I viewed pursuit of passion in my personal life and career in technology. Join me as every episode I talk to multifaceted successful technologists. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Hummingbirds in Tech, uh, summer edition. We're in August. Um, a bit of a PSA at the beginning uh, in me completely embracing the hummingbird aspect of my personality. I was at an electronic house concert last night. So in case my voice is a little bit of scratchy, um, I apologize. Hopefully you don't hear it as much. Um, probably singing top of my lung last night didn't help. Um, today with me, I have an incredible guest uh, and friend, Prina Guell. Prina and I know each other from the time we were both working in financial services in uh, Canada. Since then, Prina has moved to UK and we will, uh, time permitting, we will talk about that. Prina is an entrepreneur, angel investor, advisor in fintech, podcaster, and so much more. I had to probably cut a lot from what Prena does in her busy life and everything she accomplished. Um, for me personally, she's definitely one of the women I look up to. And I think the reason for that is um, she really inspires me in terms of her bravery. And this is the topic that we are going to talk about, about around the pivots that she took in her career. Um, and also about her zest for life. I always appreciate how Prena tries different things, whether in personal life or in her career, uh, her love of traveling. Um, so Prina, welcome. Thank you so much, Arvi. It's a pleasure. Of course. So let's dive in. Um, this is a topic that you and I about, I think about a year ago, talked about it. Um, so in 2021, you decided to leave your career in banking after 18 years of globally working in financial services to start your journey as an entrepreneur. That's a big, big decision. And for a lot of people, scary. How long did it take you to make that decision? And at the time that you made that decision, were you 100% sure? Were you 2% sure? How, how was that? Oh, this is, this is a million dollar question, isn't it? Um, so it took a long time, right? Um, none of the decisions in life, especially as big a decision as leaving the comfort zone of your career, pretty much, um, and jumping into the unknown is ever made uh, lightly. Um, I think I have always known that I'm eventually not going to have a conventional career ever since I was uh, little. Um, there was this thing in me that I wanted to, I'm, I, I'm a rebel by nature and I like to always do things differently than everybody else. However, um, I grew up in a very traditional Indian household. My dad was a scientist. My mom comes from a family of doctors and educationists and academia and all of that. So I was conditioned um, very much to follow a very conventional path. So I did my engineering. I did my MBA. I went into banking. 
So while there was a there was this desire in me to do something different, I was conditioned to follow a very conventional path. And so there was always this undercurrent of unease and undercurrent of wanting to break free. <laughs> um, so I think it was always there, uh, but it was probably the last job, formal job that I had that kind of solidified um, in me this desire to not work for somebody else. So the last job, I was a founding member of one of the challenger banks here in the UK. And the first, uh, I would say, 18 months were absolutely, unbelievably amazing. I loved the energy. I loved the excitement of building something from scratch. Um, and before that, even though I had worked in smaller companies and I'd worked in fintechs and startups, I had never been part of a founding team. I had never experienced that through zero to one um, phase of a company. And when I went through that journey, I knew that that's what I enjoyed doing. But I was conditioned to uh, imagine myself as a C-suite in a you know big company with a big team. And that's kind of the journey I was on for the longest time. And so while I really enjoyed that early stage, and you know, when you are in an early stage of a company, titles and roles and teams, all of that goes out the window. You're just working together to build something incredible. So there was this, there was this internal turmoil uh, that I had around, but I want to be a C-suite in a big company with a big team. But actually what I really enjoy doing is working with a small group of people and taking an idea and bringing it to life. So I was with this company for five years. So the first 18 months were incredible. And the remaining time was this ongoing battle of what is it that I really want to do with myself? I was also getting to a milestone age. I was getting close to 40. And I think we all have experienced, um, you know, you start asking yourself some questions, some very serious questions about what you're doing with your life and what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? And what is it that you actually want to achieve uh, in your career. So I think the towards the end of my time uh, at that company, uh, I would say the last 18 months, so the first 18 months were incredible. The middle period was very stressful, very kind of um, uncomfortable, not professionally, but personally in terms of how I was feeling. And towards the last 18 months, I really started to get um, very reckless. Uh, I started to really feel um I wasn't happy I wasn't happy with anything and I started kind of equating that to um I'm so close to achieving this this vision I've had becoming a c-suite and I was so close and I made it all about that but I think deep down it was about the fact that I there was something else I wanted to do in life there was something else that was my calling so I think it took me a really long time to really challenge that very deep-rooted conditioning because to come out and say, I actually don't want to uh, be a C-suite. I don't want a big title. I don't want to work for a big company, but I'm going to leave and I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I don't even know what path I want to go on. Um, it was a very big um, challenge, not just for everybody around me, but to convince myself, right? So yeah, it was it was in the making for probably my whole career, but it came to a head for the last 18 months, so, you know, around 2019, towards the end of 2019 to 2021, uh, I think that was a period I really struggled and I became this really miserable person. I was unhappy, I was cranky and um, 
and I think I knew I needed to do something. I needed to change something um, in in that. Um, so, so yeah, it's it was a tough decision. Um, and the biggest question or the the person I had to convince the most was myself. Nobody else. Um, with respect to was I sure? I still am not sure. I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but I'm having a great time, right? Um, so when I left, I decided that I'm going to give myself 10 years. Um, so I, I left around the time I turned 40. Um, and I said, by the time I turn 50, I want to have figured out what is it that is my purpose in life or my purposes in life. Because one of the things that I have uncovered as I've gone on this journey is we are also conditioned to believe we all have a singular purpose. And and what I have uncovered for myself is actually, maybe I don't have a singular purpose. Maybe I have multiple things that I want to achieve in life or I'm good at or I'm passionate about or where I can make a difference. Um, so I've given myself 10 years. I am now two and a bit uh, years into the journey and I'm starting to get a sense of what is it that I'm working towards. Uh, I'm um, going on a portfolio type of a journey where I have a lot of different things I'm dabbling on and dabbling with. Um, and I think I know where it's going to eventually lead, even though it's not a straight line and it's not, it's, I think it's one of those things which I, I'm not, I can't yet fully articulate in, in like perfect black and white way. Um, but I think I know before I turn 50, I'm I'm onto something and I'll make something out of it. I can't wait for so that. I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah. No, that's this is great. Good. And um, it triggered so many questions and points for me. That whole idea of single purpose in life and passion, that's one of the reasons that. I started the podcast and Elizabeth Gilbert's point around hummingbirds really resonated with me because I went through that, that almost pressure from the society and people around me. There's just so much talk about purpose and it has to be one thing and you have to be able to like articulate it and you have to be able to write it down. And I mean, English is my second language. I will never be able to articulate my, my, purpose in in like a single like sentence and get a coach to help me with that um and I think there is something true definitely around the age because you and I had this discussion when I was going through it and it, it's a journey for me but I think now for me I'm a lot more comfortable of I don't need to have that one line and one sentence as long as I'm happy so mm -hmm. I also went through this journey of the titles and all of that and even though part of me still wants it but it's a little bit for different reasons and now even my career plan that I have at work it's more of this is how I want to feel and these are the feelings that I want to have I think I actually put it literally down in my workday system that we have um, because I don't know where that takes me I just know that this is how I want to feel so now <clears throat> when anyone asks me that question, I'm like, well, this is where I am. I haven't figured it all out, but I just know that how I want to feel. And the moment that I have months after months that I don't feel good or I don't feel within these buckets that I define for myself, then I'm probably not as valuable for that organization and more than anything for myself. And I need to revisit things. So 
I think a lot of what you're saying, you're further ahead of me in terms of that journey that you've been on in thinking about it. Um, but that, that's always the one piece of advice that I give when people are panicking, especially women, especially minority groups, that there's just so much other type of pressure that is on on us. And it's a lot of it is also self-imposed. Um, I don't think anyone really imposed that, but that's a whole other other discussion. <laughs> Yeah, I think, um, sorry, just, just kind of one thing, um, you know, this concept of feeling and really articulating what it means to be successful for yourself is so important, right? If I think about the journey I was on, the definition of success was defined for me. It wasn't the definition of success that I had. I don't, I mean, you don't know what success means when you are younger, um, especially when you're coming from certain cultures like like India, and, and I'm sure it's quite similar for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're never taught to think about those types of things, right? Um, so I think articulating for you what success means, whether it's how you feel or whether it's what kind of outcomes you want to achieve or whether it's what kind of impact you want to have in the world is so important because then you work backwards from there and you say, okay, so what work or what social or personal activities allow me to achieve that? That's what's success. That's where I think, I think if you can get to that stage and most successful, and I'm putting success in double, successful in double quotes, if you talk to those people, I think that's the genesis of this obsession with purpose. It actually comes from that, right? Because purpose is your definition of success. What makes you successful? What is your purpose in life is what you articulate it to be. And that can be multiple things. That can be a single thing. That can be career. That can be your family life. That can be anything under the sun. But it's so important. I think the day I realized that was the day that I felt like this weight lifted off my shoulders, right? Like I just felt like I could now, I had this black sheet of uh, a blank canvas where I can paint it the way I wanted to because I can define what success is and that could be whatever I wanted to, it to be. But then once I anchored myself in that definition of success, then I'm accountable, then I'm going to have to work towards it. And whatever are the consequences, I need to hold myself accountable to it and I can't blame it on anyone else. So just wanted to kind of um, add to that because I think what you said was just so powerful there. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think even when you get to that point, that realization that you just talked about, not only you can be, and I'm kind of thinking out loud about this, not only can be a better human for yourself, towards yourself and the people around you, But even in the context of work, whether you are an entrepreneur, journey of one person, having a company of your own, or even part of a larger corporation, you can be more, quote unquote, successful in your career. Because a lot of that pressure is is almost removed and you're thinking about your career in a different way. And I can see that so clearly in myself that... 10 years ago, when I first maybe started at a large company, I was that annoying person going to my manager for promotion every six months. And when is this going to happen? Versus now, it's just a lot more of calm and thinking about it in a different way. So I think what you're saying results into that 
just calmness and just a little bit of like settling almost with everything and just let it let things be and better things will happen for you yeah I mean I think I ran after a particular title my whole career and the day I stopped running after it I had three offers to go do that role, yeah right because I actually stopped focusing on that and I actually stopped focusing on the kind of work I wanted to do and how what kind of person I wanted to be when I brought myself in a meeting or an, in, in an interaction and you bring a completely different person you bring a very self-assured confident person who trusts their abilities you're not bringing somebody who is fearful of if I do this will I get a promotion or will I will I get that title or how will people perceive me and you remove you create these barriers around you when you are so fixated on something yeah. and you are driven by the wrong outcomes. Um, I think I think for me, it was, I logically make so much sense when you think about it. But when you're going through that process, that's the last thing you want to hear, right? Yeah. And and I think there is also, especially if you are a high-performing individual, you've, you've done well in your life, you feel that if you think like that, you're not being ambitious enough or you're not pushing or challenging yourself anymore because how can you not come for that promotion or how can you not want that kind of a role? But actually, ambition doesn't equate to that, right? Ambition is what kind of outcomes and what kind of value you want to drive in the world and how much you're willing to push yourself outside your comfort zone to achieve that. Yeah. And I think it's such... it. I wish I had learned this lesson a lot earlier in my career but I think you have to go through everything you go through in your career or in your life to get to certain realizations so yeah absolutely you're absolutely right you actually end up bringing the whole whole of yourself to wherever you are rather than a part of yourself when you are so stuck in a certain way of thinking yeah I I actually as your as your friends I've I've seen this in you that that change and that shift uh, because initially when I when I met you at work, it was in the context of the senior leader that I know. And we kind of worked a little bit distantly, like I wasn't part of your direct team. So my conversation with you was very much about tasks and the projects. And then when I came and one of the times I was in uh, London and we went out and my conversation with you completely shifted. I was talking to you about so many other things and it almost that that space was created for me. And I was also a different person at that point. I went through my own journey. Um, so it definitely, I think it's so beautiful to see that when, when someone goes through that journey and then how it impacts the people around them. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can talk to you for hours, but there's a <laughs> question. I know you have your podcast, which really focuses around self-love. Um, I think everyone, depending on the person, self-love is defined in different ways uh I mean the influencers on Instagram talking about the Epsom salt bath and all these skincare regimen which is to each their own but in the moments that you if it happens for you still or if at all um you doubt yourself or you are unsure how do you exercise that self-love? And the reason I'm asking that, because I think being scared and doubting yourself is not a feeling that, especially as women, we 
express enough and it's something the past few years I try to be a lot more open about it so that other women can also do the same thing even in the context of work when they go through that so in the last few minutes I would love to hear your wisdom around it and how you exercise it yeah I think uh, no matter how uh, comfortable you are in your path uh, self-doubt fear uncertainty is always going to come back right because that's part of being a human and actually if you don't I actually think if you don't feel that that means you're not pushing yourself out of your comfort zone that means you are uh, you've, you've become complacent in in what you're doing and who you are um so I think there are a few things um that help me uh, I think first being very very clear on what success means to me I have a very clear definition in my head now. So there are three things uh, that I have uh, written down and I have written down, I don't, I mean, we don't have paper pen type of model anymore in our house. So it's on my phone in my notes. Um, but for me, my life is about focusing my energy on things that I love, things that I'm proud of and things that will leave a lasting impact in this world, right? And for me, that is a definition of success. So if I'm doing and focusing my energy on these three things, I know I'm doing the right thing. And for me, I think just going back and reminding myself for why I have made the choices I have made, why I have chosen the path I've chosen, or if something I'm not sure of as to whether I should do these, uh, do these things or not, I go back to these three things. So having that very clear articulation of what your life's purpose or life's vision or success, whatever you want to call it, is, is so critical in those moments of vulnerability because you start questioning everything. You start questioning all your life choices. You become a victim of your own making, right? Like everybody's life is better than yours and yours is the worst <laughs> and... And then you start questioning everything. So I think going back to why you are where you are and where you want to go is so important for me. And I think, and I think you said something beautiful. And if if you, if I remember our interactions when we first met, I was I was very much conditioned and trained to not show my emotions. I was a very I came from investment banking where you are you know taught to be very um, analytical, logical, everything has to be very professional and you can't show your vulnerability. And I remember actually there was this person in the company we were working at who once told me, Prerna, you can be a really good le leader if you just decide to be a bit more vulnerable. And I, I just couldn't understand mm -hmm. what she meant by that. I was like, how can I show my emotions? People will take it for weakness. <laughs> and what I have realized now, <laughs> 15 years later, um, is in those moments, it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to ask for help, right? Yeah. It's okay to talk to people and say, you know what? I am struggling right now and I need to talk about it. Whoever those people are for you, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your friends, it's family, whether it's strangers on social media, it's a powerful thing. Social media can be a powerful thing if you use it effectively, sometimes just putting it out there and talking to strangers is much easier than talking to your friends and family. 
So whoever those people are, whatever that community or tribe is that helps you be vulnerable is the most important thing for me when I'm feeling um, down, whether I'm when I'm doubting myself. It feels counterintuitive because you will say, okay, you're already doubting yourself. Why would you want to go and open, a, open up yourself up to everybody else? But actually, that's what gives you strength. That's what allows you to um, feel that firstly, you're not alone in this and, and people remind you for, um, remind you why you are on this journey. So I think reminding yourself or what your definition of success or your life purpose or agenda or choices you've made is, plus being, being open to being vulnerable at that point in time are two things that actually have always helped me come back on this path of feeling positive, being happy with my choices and going on that journey. Well said. So I guess if I summarize it to exercise self-love in those moments is a try to be vulnerable, try to small, start a small and what I call find your prana and just call your prana, whoever is your prana in your, in your life. And um, that's how I got even closer with, with you, Prana, because 2022, I was going through a lot of questions and a lot of different things happened for me. And I, I literally left you one of my long, uh, WhatsApp voice notes and, uh, and we talked and, uh, a few other friends. So thank you so, so very much for your, for your time. I really appreciate it. And to everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed this as much as, uh, as much as me and, uh, yeah, have a great evening, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. And I'll talk to everyone in the next episode. Bye. Thank you.